This is Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga, recorded at Halepule on beautiful Kauai. Each month we cover topics that can help you find balance in your life through food, good living, and the eight limbs of Raja Yoga. Learn more at halepule.com. And here's the show. Hello everyone, this is Myra and Kelsey with Halepule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We get regular astrological readings here, and just the other day I listened to a recording where the astrologer had referenced how much I had changed. And I haven't seen my, my, some of my friends and family in several years, and he said, look, if they saw you now, would they even recognize you? And that got me thinking about how much and how quickly people can change. It truly is remarkable, and I've personally experienced that transformation of personality and observed this change in our guests at Hale Pule and our students and clients that we work with, whether they're here with us for a few days, a few weeks, or more. And every time we have clients come and then leave, I'm inspired at the changes. So I've experienced personality as dynamic and changing in my own experience, but also through who we have come and who we work with. But many people feel that personality is fixed, that we are who we are, and that's who we're going to be. What is your experience as a student and teacher of yoga and Ayurveda? Does personality ever really stay consistent for periods, or is it always changing? (laughs) Well, some of it might depend on how you define personality, but it, it is a dynamic thing. It's not meant to be fixed. We have our prakriti, which is our constitution that we're born with, and, and that remains with us. And what that dictates is our tendencies. But it doesn't say we have to be an exact way. So this is a significant shaping factor in, in our personality. But again, it's still not a fixed thing. And then there's our karmas that we come in with. In other words, our opportunities for growth in this lifetime. And so those also have an impact on our personality and on how our personality changes, you know, how we deal with those karmas and move beyond them. And then, of course, there are choices. And choices are what I call the right use of our will. It's our making a decision, for example, that we're going to do things that are helpful to ourselves and to others and not do things that are harmful to ourselves. So choices then are part of our personality, but it's also something that we, that we cultivate. In other words, we cultivate the ability to make good choices. And maybe and it has to do with how we're raised in that too. So all of these things all have an effect on our personality. Uh, but if you think about it, uh, you know, if you think back, what was I like 10 years ago? Most people, even, even very young people, would say that there was a lot of change. There's a lot of difference. We're meant to be changing all the time. That makes me think about the notion of sattva, balance and harmony, and that the characteristics of someone who's established in sattva are things like being honest, uh, kind, generous, accepting. And so would, it, would that be an appropriate thing to work toward having your personality be fixed in? Or even once one was established in sattva, would there still be 
transformation. There would still be evolution, absolutely. And so I, I think it's better if we don't think of it as fixed, mm -hmm. as we think of it as something that is dynamic and, and that is an expression of where we are in the moment. And that's something that we know, we grow. We, we grow, we learn more about who we really are and how to live from there and how to live with and be kind and considerate and respectful to ourselves and others, for example. So always leaving the space to have those, those positive qualities, we'll say, become more refined and more... Uh, Prominent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How has your personality changed, Myra? Uh, I would say that I'm much more accepting now, that uh, I'm more open-minded, although I, I felt like I was open-minded as a younger person, but I can see now much more of that. It has changed in that I can have clear boundaries and say yes when I want to say yes and no when I need to say no. And uh, that also, and then avoiding drama. I think that um, I used to gravitate toward drama sometimes in my life, so because uh, I really didn't allow myself to have my feelings on an ongoing basis. So stepping into some drama would, uh, you know, help me feel alive. And and so, uh, and I've learned how to feel alive on a daily basis, and not needing to do that. Was exaggeration and embellishment part of that for you? Uh, or not necessarily? Yeah, a little bit of exaggeration, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah which I would call lying. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was the most significant factor that allowed for your personality to change? I think the greatest factor was the desire to feel better. I really didn't like not feeling good about myself, I didn't like feeling good, not feeling good about other people. Uh, none of that, you know, none of that made me feel good. And, and, and I, I, I didn't use the word happy, but it seemed like there had to be something much deeper and more than what I was experiencing in life. Otherwise, it, life didn't seem worth living to me. So that would require sattva then, uh, satya, excuse me, the truthfulness and honesty to really that's right, that's right. And certainly when I came to the Yamas and Niyamas, it was like, what a gift in my life that they gave me some good guidelines and many things you know, that I had drifted away from in my life. But I think that the other things that have allowed me to change is that willingness to be in the unknown, to be in a place of discomfort. And that's not something that came about right away in me. I think I spent quite a bit of time and energy running away from that. And once I came to understand how life is dynamic and it's changing, it made it so much easier because then, then I could muster up the courage to be in that place of the unknown. What are some of the most notable personality changes you've experienced in students? And what do you think are the most prominent factors that allowed for that change? I'm thinking of one student who was taking many medications and was scattered and really quite hopeless about life. And the process of, of her just recognizing that she could recover from all of that was amazing to watch. And this woman went from something that you would consider not functional 
in a month's time, you know, became a very clear, very bright, functional person. I mean, and it was amazing. She was a different person just by calming dosha and having her energetically come into her body. And how long did that take? Less than four weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's really amazing. Uh, and I think of another one that, you know, somebody who'd been in a, in a particular career for a long time and had that feeling of wanting to just completely quit and run away from it. But instead, she was able to, uh, to, to open her mind. You know, we had a number of discussions about just opening up to new possibilities and maybe you could use some of what you've been doing to do some, do some of these new things you'd like. And that ended up working out, you know. And, and then she went from being a very fearful person who sort of went to her job and came home and was hiding to living for periods of time in a foreign country doing her job there. Completely different, completely different personality. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm thinking of a client we have on Island who was here today, and she, when she first came and started working with you, Myra, she was really quite sharp. And I remember some of the email interactions with other office coordinator were, were, were a little bit sharp, and it was understandable because the vata was so high. And... She is a completely per- different person energetically after having treatments, having panchakarma, and adjusting her food and eating. And she is just a, a sweet, sweet lady. And mm-hmm. I would never have guessed that that she could have come around uh-huh. how she did in the beginning. Yes, and and and, and this is a person in their in her late sixties. Wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So change can happen any time of life. That's right. Big change. <laughs> yeah. And I also am thinking about another client, too, and who's undergoing treatments three a week and just how much those are softening his approach mm-hmm. to relating yeah. and just his ability to make decisions and stay with them. Right. So let's talk about personality change in terms of Ayurveda and dosha. How does personality relate to the balance of the doshas? Well... In each of, if you look at the doshas, let's say in the general sense of vata, pitta, and kapha. Okay, and just let's back up and what are doshas, just for those who are new to this. So doshas are um, a description of the function of the elements in, our, in, our, in us, in our body and mind. So the vata dosha is the air and the ethers elements, so the more subtle light things. Uh, the pitta dosha is the fire and water elements. And then the kapha dosha is water and earth elements. So you might imagine then kapha dosha is, is much more stable and uh, heavier in that. And the pitta is somewhere between because fire and water. So these there are personality tendencies for each of these doshas, and then you can even get more detailed than this. But so, for example, uh, vata dosha is creative, and person will tend to be talkative. Uh, they'll tend to be more flexible, and they can be very expansive in their views of things. So these are just some some generalizations. Um, that's and that's when the dosha is balanced in us. So- and, so Vikriti then, 
is the current state of dosha imbalance. So what are the personality tendencies of the doshas when they're out of balance? Okay, so when vata then is out of balance, that's when we tend to talk too much. Um, we tend to be a little bit spacey maybe, have a loss of memory, we have a tendency toward dry hair, toward constipation, a tendency toward depression, there's a very long list. The sharpness in speech. And sharpness yeah. will come, that's right. The tendencies then of pitta dosha, when it's balanced in us, is that we, it's the part of us that's organized, that we can uh, direct things and we can also be directive. Uh, it means that we can get things done in life. And then when it's out of balance, then we tend to be easily irritated or impatient and can anger easily. Uh, and we tend to get overheated about things. And we can be very controlling. When kapha dosha then, the tendencies uh, when it's balanced is that we're easygoing and we're stable and loving. And then when there's imbalanced kapha and excess of it, we tend to become greedy and dull and can become stagnant, uh, not wanting to exercise, for example. Now, these are all uh, sort of generalizations, and we all have all three doshas in us. So we all have these qualities. It's just a matter of how much of them that we have. And that's what shows up at any point in time as personality. Well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, talk about how we can transform personality by balancing the doshas. The world is in need of healers people who understand and share the wisdom about our relationship to the rhythms of nature. Because of those who step up into this role, more of us can access the health and connection that is our birthright. If leading others on this path inspires you, we invite you to enroll in Holly Poulet's 600-hour Ayurvedic Health Counselor Program. The training you will receive through our program will allow you to experience firsthand the joy of Ayurveda and the ability to guide others to find the same balance and connection. The program offers an extensive yet practical view of Ayurveda, which will provide you with deep understanding of the teachings from the classical Ayurvedic texts with a focus on modern day applications. What results is in-depth knowledge and the ability to apply it to real people in real life. Visit halepule.com for details. We're back. We've been talking about how the balance of the doshas affects our personality and how personality can change. Sometimes people use vikruti, which is their current state of imbalance, as a justification for poor behavior. They become used to the imbalanced state of the dosha and believe that they are pessimistic or are hot-tempered. How can we use vikruti, this current state of imbalance, as signposts and catalysts for change? Let's look at ahar, or uh, how and what we eat as a start. Well, if we stay with the principles of uh, like attracts like, and the opposite brings balance, then thinking about those imbalanced states of the dosha, then we need to bring in the opposite qualities, for example, in our diet and in our living. So if I have excess pitta and I'm getting angry really easily, 
and I maybe have a tendency to get fever and things like that, then I need more cooling type foods and I need cooling and calming type activities, not aggressive sports, for example. Uh, and so we just apply those opposite qualities to bring balance to the dosha. So Ayurveda then is the sum total of our being. In other words, we consider physiology as well as what we call psychology. And this is deeply affected by Vikriti. In other words, the this, this state of imbalance at any point in time. So again, if you're angry and resentful all the time and you eat hot spicy food, it makes sense that you'll have excess pitta. Because it'll increase the fire element. Right, and so you want to stop the hot spicy food, pitta will calm down and the anger will lessen. And then you, that's where you can then add in those cooling type foods, maybe like cucumber soup or something of that nature. And so... You'd also want to decrease the fermented and excess sour as well? That's right, right? Because they have fire element in them. Hmm. So if you're anxious and scattered and fearful and spacey and you eat a lot of light, dry, airy food like bowls of popcorn, then yes, you'll become all of those things. And if you keep going with those things, they will increase in you. So in other words, there will be more of those uh, light, airy qualities that will have your memory get not become impaired, uh, that you become fearful and anxious and things of that nature. So you want to favor then vata calming, grounding foods that would be warm, cooked foods with plenty of oil in them. And then this will change. And then if you're dull and lethargic and unmotivated and you're eating heavy, oily food and sugary food, then yes, of course, this is, this is going to create excess kapha. And so you want to do the opposite. Have food that's a little lighter and drier, being aware of vata, not to make things too dry. And uh, then you'll perk up. You'll see. So that could be the person who has a little more quinoa in their diet, which is a lighter grain and... That would be one possibility, yes. Be a little less dairy. And let's look at how to balance the dosha and as a result, transform personality by vihar. Vihar is how we conduct our life. So what are a few key pointers on how to conduct life to balance each dosha? So for calming vata dosha, a regular schedule of eating and sleeping calm, soothing environments for eating and for your work, and that covering the top of the head and the ears while sleeping, and then daily abhyanga, a daily application of oil to the body. And when there's herbs in this oil, medicated oils, it's absolutely wonderful for calming the dosha. And then the pitta, we want activities of a moderate nature, such as a sattvic asana practice. So you can have something that's strengthening, but, but it's also calming at the same time. And as a reminder, sattva means balanced and harmonious. Yes. And so we like cooling and calming foods rather than hot and spicy. And activities that will give challenge with no extremes or competition. A rare, another very important point is to be in bed by 10 o'clock before the pitta time of day comes up. So the pitta types are the ones that will tend toward doing things that are excessively exhausting for their bodies or extreme in nature. Mm -hmm. And then 
For kapha, if you get out of the bed before six in the morning, then you'll feel better through the day and have some regular physical activity to keep the body moving. So take a walk after each meal, preferably in nature, and, uh, and, and then some, some yoga asana or another physical activity that provides some movement. And for everybody then, pranayama and meditation and being of service to others. These are all things that will bring good into your life. You'll feel better and it feels good when we're of service to others. So one really doesn't have to try to change certain aspects of their personality. But if they look at the overall balance of the doshas, then it will just become something new. There will be change, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we change what we're doing in life, in other words, ahar vihar, how we, uh, how we eat and how we conduct our lives, then there will be changes in the dosha. They will, it will get calmer. And as that happens, then there will be change in what we call personality. You mentioned abhyanga, the oil application to the body, and just that in itself is such a powerful thing for balancing all doshas because you do get to address any of the doshas by which oil and herb you use. And we just completed an Ayurvedic treatment training, and the difference in the students who are giving but also receiving the Ayurvedic treatments each day is just incredibly profound and their faces are just so soft and so much more peaceful when they left. Yes, they were. Oh gosh. Beautiful. And you can you could experience it in the interactions with them as well. How much they changed. Yes, the real softening of the of the personality. <laughs> more love. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Unless there's any final note you want to leave us with. We all have good in our personality. Mm. Yeah. We just need to remember it and cultivate that. Well, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to work with us to determine the best approach for you, we offer consultations in person and by phone, Skype, or FaceTime. Thanks so much for listening to Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga. Don't forget, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, just submit your question on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag AskHaleePule. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E. And if you want to go deeper on your own path toward health, book a consultation at HaleePule.com. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.